Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. Well, good morning, Life in the Sun. Can we start saying Merry Christmas? Merry hey! hey. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny how uh, no matter how many times we get up here and speak, I know I can share this because it's common with all of us, there's still that little bit of like, <laughs> I get to go stand in front of people and, and say a bunch of words, and you hope that, you know, when people are looking at you, you don't just draw a blank, and then just stare it back at, you know, back at them, and then we just have a staring contest, I don't know. So anyway, welcome to Life in the Sun this morning, my name is Chris Brown, I'm one of the leaders here at Life in the Sun. Uh, just continue to give thanks to our leadership and uh, Pastor Mark and Terry, uh, you know, for stepping up and leading this great congregation, Lord, into the future. And it's it's a journey that we all get to enjoy together. Uh, yesterday, my wife spoke for the very first time. Hey, this was at the ladies' tea, and you know they got to do their tea and crumpets and stuff like that, but. Uh, she's over helping with the kids. They're doing some big Christmas stuff over there this morning. So, uh, you know, really proud of her. And, you know, she was all yesterday before the, the, uh, the, the meeting, she was like, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm going to be standing in front of people. And, you know, what if I faint, you know, and all this stuff. And <laughs> but I just told her, I said, you know, you just stand on what God has, has called you to do. You know, when you step up in front of people, if God has called you, He'll fill you, and that those words will flow, and it'll it'll be very natural, and so that's what what uh, is just a great testimony for me this morning. All right, so today uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the peace of God, uh, and its resulting uh, fruit is joy. So I also have a guest speaker that will be reading God's word to us this morning. Uh, He's actually going to, uh, it's, he's a little boy. He's going to be uh, bringing the word. When you see him, I think you're going to be, you're going to be reminded, wait a minute, I remember this. All right. So before we get started, let's just go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for the uh, abundance that you bring and re you remind us about during this season, Father, that the gift of your son that was announced is so very precious to you, Lord God, that you even sent a messenger, an angel of the Lord, to speak the announcement of the coming of your son, the birth of Christ, the birth of Jesus, to be able to, number one, take away the sin of the world, but number two, to bring peace between God and man. So, Father, let, not be, uh, let not this message be my words, let it not be my opinions, my thoughts, my ideas, but, Father, help me to capture what you put on my heart to deliver a word faithfully to your people. Okay. Anyway, let's, without further ado, I will read the scripture. <laughs> anyway, we are covering uh, Luke chapter 2, 8 through 14. And if you didn't know, the guest speaker was supposed to be Linus. If, remember the where he read the scripture? Because what I wanted to, you guys to see was poor Char Charlie Brown, my distant cousin. <laughs> He was struggling with the meaning of Christmas, right? Because he had this pathetic little Christmas tree. 
that he kept like making everybody like, look, this is my Christmas tree, right? And he would hang the, the ornaments on it and it would just kind of like droop. And, and so there were a lot of issues going on with, he, he really thought Christmas was just about, uh, you know, the atmosphere that we have to share in this world when it comes to Christmas. You know, the whole commercial thing, having the Christmas tree, putting the lights up, being, you know, like the, uh, the neighbors and outdoing them so that, you know, they can see us from space, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And, uh, you know, funny story, though, we, my uh, coworker, uh, we just hired her the other week, and she came in and needed base housing. So they thought, you know, she thought she was going to go into base housing, just, you know, some random place on, on base. But because of her position in the wing, they actually put her uh, on Rhoda Drive. So if anybody here is familiar with Anderson Air Force Base, Rhoda Drive is where all the commanders are. And of course, at Christmas time, you have to have all the lights and all the gadgets and all the stuff up. And she's like, oh my gosh, I don't even have a Christmas tree. And I got to put up all these lights and compete with the Joneses. And, and anyway. So Charlie Brown then, of course, asks Linus, what is going on? What is the real meaning of Christmas? And then Linus says, lights, please. And he steps up, gives the reading that I'm going to give you to right now. So it says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. And you will, you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying on a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Amen. So go ahead and to the next slide. What I really saw in this uh, scripture was how excited God was to announce to the world the birth of Jesus Christ. It was so uh, such a vast uh, uh, scenario that he invited the whole host of heaven to be revealed to the people of, of earth so that they could see and get a glimpse of what was coming. And so we got to look at it and go, well, why was this so important to God? Why was this something that he wanted to, to let the whole world know what was happening? Because for the first time, God was going to be among men in a way that he could interact with them, in a way that he could touch them, in a way that he could be with them. And it was a manifestation of his presence on earth. That's why we have the term or the word, the, the name Emmanuel, which is God with us. Next slide, please. So when we're talking about peace 
and the fact that Jesus came to bridge the gap between man and God, bringing peace between the two. That is the purpose that, one of the purposes that Jesus came was to bring peace between man and God. So we have this, this word, this is the, actually the Hebrew uh, writing for the word shalom, right? So go to the next slide. What is shalom? Shalom means freedom from disturbance. It means soundness, health, prosperity, and well-being. It also means completeness. It means a summation. So when somebody says shalom to you, it's not just a, a simple greeting. It means all of this. It means goodwill towards you. But notice what it does not mean. When we think of peace in this life, in this world, we just think of freedom not from disturbance, freedom from conflict. Right? We think of being at peace with nation X, Y, or Z, and they don't have their missiles pointed at us, or their guns pointed at us, or their people trying to invade our borders. And we think, as long as we don't have any of that, we are at peace. And that's only partly true. You know, when, uh, what is it, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of Miss America, right? They always say, you know, give your wonderful speech of what you want to bring to the world. Well, I'd like to, to think about world peace, right? <laughs> but thankfully, Jesus was sent by God to truly bring peace. And that's what I want to really talk about this morning. And this is not the kind of peace that we have here in this life. This is a totally different peace. And, and what, I, what I didn't put up here, and this is a scripture that I just want to share first. It's actually out of Colossians 2.15, or 3.15, I'm sorry. And it says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thanks. So what we're going to talk about is the promise of God's presence. We're talking about the present or the promises fulfilled this morning. And we want to discuss and show that God is intentional in bringing us his presence. We are not required to simply have just some academic understanding of who God is. We're not called to just be able to simply understand it in our own capacity. He actually wants to give you his presence. And his presence is the beginning of peace. Amen? So let's go ahead and read some of these scriptures. He will not leave you or forsake you. I think that was already shared this morning, right? Deuteronomy 31.6. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in time of need. So the ability for us to really sense God's presence, if we're going to start there, it starts with faith. We have to believe, first and foremost, that he is there, that he is going to honor the promise that he has said to us. And that's where we come in. We become the receivers of his promise. 
But just like anything, as we move forward in the ability to understand who God is and understand how he works in our lives, we have to begin to understand the the beginning point of what our responsibility is. And it is simply faith. We step forward. We begin to do things that respond to God's promise. So if we hear a word now that says God's presence is available to you, what does God want to see rising up inside of you? expectation wow he's there I can expect to feel him somehow to sense his presence somehow amen so next slide so it as we experience God's presence in our life that actually becomes the reward of the faith that we act on that we put it's an investment that we look at in our life as we walk forward and then As we walk, we experience. As we walk, we experience. And also, how do we experience it? We experience it in the lives of others that we have. We we see in the scripture that God has called us to be a family. He's called us to live amongst each other. And part of that is because we're not all at the same place. We're not all uh, either completely mature, but we're not all babies either. And we need to be around each other so that we can learn to grow, so that we can learn from each other and actually see God's presence in others. How many have witnessed that? Where you just, you sense, boy, that brother or that sister's got God living all over them because I can see that they're doing X, Y, or Z. So we have a testimony. Our faith is built by that. Our faith is built in community. Our faith is built when we're in our family. So God's presence, as we experience then, It actually brings joy and peace. And I kind of want to discuss how peace technically is a fruit, or joy is is a fruit of peace. Because when we are at peace with God and with man and with the situations around us and the things that are going on in our lives, in the midst of it is this peace that God has inserted in our heart. It's a seed that he can point us to whenever we are going through struggles, we're going through pain, we're going through suffering, we're going through things, and we're we're thinking, how in the world do I have peace in the midst of all of this stuff that just seems to never end? And now we begin to understand why the, the world's view of peace, we get it mixed up sometimes, because we think if all of this stuff out here would just stop, I could be at peace. I wouldn't have to worry about this or that or any other situation. But God steps in now and says, wait a minute, I've got something better. I've got something that is not dependent on your surroundings. I've got something that is not uh, in relation to the world itself. It's my peace that I give unto you. It's the peace that passes all understanding. It's the peace that he puts in, in our heart That is something that we don't generate, we don't understand completely, but it's there. And just to let you guys know, you know, as every uh, message that we're given, oftentimes we become our own student in the midst of uh, preparing for this. And I'll tell you what, over the last couple weeks, as I began to think about the message, prepare for the message, my life had anything in it but peace. Right? 
I mean, how many can identify, especially now with the, the holidays pressing in and it's like, man, I've got to do this, 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 and this, and this. we got this pageant and this program and this thing going on. And everything just seems to pile up. And then add in work. You know, this just, all this stuff was just like, uh, and I'm just like, oh, Lord, how am I going to preach on peace? And then, of course, I didn't get the words very far out of my mouth. I knew what God was doing. He was giving me a practicum <laughs> so that when I stand up before you here today, I've gone through it. Amen? And what I had to do was I really had to press in. I had to find the place of peace that God had promised to me. And church, this is what I'm challenging you guys to do. And also showing you that it can be done is you simply begin to take God at his word. And when you do that, you begin to reach in and, and look. I had to look. I had to look for that place of peace that he promised was going to be right here in my heart. And lo and behold, it was there. And as I began to rest in it and understand it and learn more about it, the things of this world, they died down. But it had nothing to do with the fact that they were gone. They were still there. So now we begin to, to understand some of these, these scriptures. So let's, let's read a couple of them together. So the Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. It will never be able to give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And that's what I began to, to work out as I prepared for this message is that distance between the struggle and receiving the promise and then receiving the experience of his peace in our heart. Amen? Next, next slide, please. So I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. See, the key is through Jesus. The key is always going to be him. That's why he is our precious gift. That's why that announcement that was, that was made through the angel was so, so important. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. That's that factor. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Next slide, please. So as a result of peace, remember I was talking about how we just, we want things to be able to uh, die down to the point where we can, right? We know what that feels like. That's what we seek, okay? But the Lord has promised us that rest. He has promised us something that we cannot get on our own, and we can't get it without his guidance. So the Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. God's promise of entering his rest still stands, so that we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news, that God has prepared this rest, has been announced to us just as it was to them. I believe that the writer of uh, uh, Hebrews was referring to the announcement of the angels that Jesus was our peace. Because Jesus 
the peace brings our rest. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. Next slide, please. So what's, what is this peace for? It's not just for us. Though God wants to be able to build a testimony in you, and he wants to be able to show you that he's got you, there is also an extended purpose. There's an extended uh, separation that God wants us to completely understand as we move forward with God. So in the same scripture that we read with Moses, it says, then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on earth. The purpose that God has given to us is to, is to begin that faith journey, walk with him, get to know him, know his purpose for us personally, and then begin to display that purpose in the way that we follow after Christ. Because of this promise of peace, this is something that most of us, if not all of us, when you look at the, at the root of our issues, at the root of our problems, at the root of our, uh, uh, our circumstances where we don't have peace, we find one simple thing, and it's sin. Sin is the greatest enemy of our peace. And it keeps us from experiencing it. See, when we experience God's peace, we want more of it. And in order to get more of God's peace, we have to seek God. And then that cycle of growth begins. And then all of the sin, all of the issues, all of the problems that we run into in life be some, become something we want to get rid of. Why? Because we want that peace. We want that peace. That is the thing that we go after. We want the rest. We want the trust. We want the fact that, you know, not just that this is true, but that we are experiencing truth. And as we experience that truth, we grow. And then we begin to show to others and to the world around us that God is real, that he loves them, and he begins to use us then as an example to the people around us. Amen? So with that, that is all I have for you this morning. But I just, I, I want to leave you with one simple thing. The pressure of this life means nothing in the face of God's strength, of God's love, and God's peace that he has for you. It's there for you, no matter where you're at in your walk with Christ, whether you're at the very beginning and, and you're trying to see what, what this, all of this means, or whether you're a seasoned veteran and you still got areas of your life that you just don't understand where God is leading you. Always go back to the peace. Go back to the rest. God is not in a hurry with you. He's not going to make you move faster than you're able to go. He's leading you. He will never push you, but he is always leading you. Amen? All right, so let's just go ahead and, and close in prayer. The worship team can go ahead and come on up. Father, we thank you.
We thank you for your word that is powerful, Lord. But we thank you even more for the fact that you gave Jesus. You gave him as a ransom. You gave him so that we could settle the score between us and our sin and the world that we live in. And it would bring us ultimate peace and it would be available to each one of us, Lord, if we stand and walk and trust that you and you alone are the one that we should seek. So, Father, I pray for anyone in this house today that is in desperate need of peace. I pray for them to begin to see that there is nothing that they have to do, but they just have to reach out to you. They have to trust in you. And that, Lord, that you are a rewarder of those who did diligently seek after you. That if they lay themselves out before you, Lord, you will answer them. And I pray for their hearts to experience your presence. I pray for them to experience your peace and the subsequent joy that comes from knowing that you are truly there and that you care for each one of us. Father, we just lift up to you, Lord, each one in this house, Lord, that is reaching out to you, Father. Lord, right now, through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, meet them in their time of need. Father, it says in your word, we just read it this morning, that you are a very present help in our times of need. So, Father, bless them, meet with them, show them your presence, yeah. show them your glory, Lord yeah. God. In Jesus' name.